Ladies and gentlemen, episode number five of Tim College Radio. I need a better name. Tell me better names, guys. I'm recording this little uh, intro two minutes after Jen Oakley just left. Um, oh, I took a few deep breaths and wanted to record it while I was fresh and still in the zone of, tel- of, of having heard what I just heard, having just heard a the last bit of her, well, not the last bit, but the part of her journey that's brought us up to the present day. Oh, man, it was a a little um, choky at times for me. I was definitely um, choked up hearing her story, hearing her, um, still a bit choked up now, hearing the positive words she had to say about, um, I'm going to say, uh, well, the team that got her into, got her, saved her life in her words. I'll, I can't do anything fancy editing. I was going to chop a bit out and put it in at the beginning so you could hear her talk about how, um, well, just have a listen. I hopefully there's no, listen to the whole thing. She's, there's a few points where she mentions things that will, um, yeah, make you think and uh, hopefully change someone else's life because uh, hers has definitely changed in the last two years. Absolutely. Unbelievable. Jen Oakley, ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much. Have a good listen and give us some feedback. Thank you. So Jen Oakley, part two, after uh, a lot of good feedback from the first episode, which I think it's going to get termed the fat episode, the, yeah. <laughs> the, get, the, the journey to fat, um, the journey to fat episode, fit, fit child to overweight at your heaviest, at what age did we discover last time? I forgot. Uh, mid to late, mid thirties, <clears throat> 37. 37 when you was at your heaviest? 30, well actually 40. Okay, you're right, yeah, right, right. I was in my forties. And as we heard last time, that um, sort of, not an intervention with your mum and dad, but that was the, the crux of the... Um, what kicked it into kicked you into gear, right? Yes, the trigger. Right. Yeah. Um, and we heard that you went to see the surgeon. I did. I actually. Or you went, went to. I went to consult with a surgeon yeah. at the Burgeal to start. Okay. Gone. Um, I went through a couple tests that he required in order to see him again to get, you know, start the process to have a gastric bypass. Yeah. And I did those tests. I paid for them out of my pocket. Yeah, you I, said those, just to clear, clarify, you said those tests were um, more psychological and... No, these were actual tests oh, to measure stomach acid okay. and the swallowing mobility. Right. Um, then when I sat down with him, he told me the only reason I wanted this surgery was to look better and to find a husband in this country. Wow. So I was like, yeah, that's going to be a hard no that I'm going to do the surgery with you. Wow. So I did some more research and I found a second surgeon that I went to see and immediately when I sat down with this surgeon, it was Dr. Tofik Atta at Meteor. It was like everything aligned and the vibe was so good with him. Um, he had excellent bedside manner. And so I decided that he was the surgeon I wanted to go with. Cool. Yeah, that's great. So, and, and that was Bajil, that's still Bajil? No, this is Meteor. Oh, sorry. Okay. Right. Cool. Completely different hospital, completely different doctor. Um, and, so again, just to clarify the timeline, mum and dad out, you decided that enough was enough. Yes. You went to see them that quite, really soon, right? That they, was... My parents were here May 2018. <coughs> they left end of May. 
I was in to see Dr. Tofik, who's this new surgeon, uh, June, I think June 5th or 6th. Okay, so my probably, a month, probably less than a month apart. Yep. Um, and then the surgery was? July 10th, 2018. Okay, less than two months. Less than, well, yeah, two months, probably less than two months after your mum and dad. Yes. Um, and I honestly, I probably should have, after 15 years in fitness, I probably should have had more knowledge of the what ha- actually happens um, and, the, and the recovery and stuff. But I've never actually, I've actually worked with two people who've had tummy tucks, but no one who's had a gastric band, it's which a is pretty, not the same. It's a pretty intense surgery. Yeah. Like they actually, I had a, what's called a mini gastric bypass. So they severed my stomach. So I have a small pouch, which is the top portion or the fundus of the stomach. Yeah. And then the rest of the stomach was separated. Right. And then they cut my small intestine and rerouted it to the stomach pouch. And it's still attached to the large stomach. So all the digestive fluids come from the large stomach. The food goes through the small pouch. Right. And two and a half feet of my small intestine is completely bypassed. Okay. So they rerouted my insides. Wow. And I have two stomachs, which I have to tell you fascinates my students when I tell <laughs> them that I have two stomachs. All right. Because um, you've told me recently that, that certain foods really aggravate it, right? Was oh, that yeah. from the off? Or is it, it, it was in, it really bad to start with and it's got less and less so over time? Um. Well, the risks of the surgery are that you can have strong reactions to things, one of them being sugar, because the two and a half feet of intestine that's bypassed is where absorption of certain things takes place. Okay, right. So fatty foods, sugars, I do not tolerate at all. Okay. Um, So if something has sugar in it, it's what's called dumping syndrome. Yeah, you mentioned that last week. It's like death. It's like... 30 minutes to three hours of death. Really? Yeah. What, like um, severe vomiting or severe vomiting, like vomiting and severe calm? cramping, sweating, shaking? <laughs> you basically like, you, you, you can't stop going to the bathroom, like, right. and it's intense. Yeah. And sure. it comes on like within 20 minutes of whatever you've eaten. So the, that was me jumping ahead a little bit, but the, yeah. from the day of the surgery, What's the recovery, physicality, for the physical recovery? Yeah, sure. Forget them. Um, the, you have the surgery, and then you're not allowed any food or water for four days. You're only on an IV. And you're in drip. hospital for yeah. this, right? And I had a drainage tube <clears throat> in my left side, which was attached to just below my stomach. Um, and I had the drainage tube in for four days. So it was really gross. Is I it, didn't enjoy that part at all. Um, from a sort of them doing it here let's take for example here because it's where and no pain medication i should add no pain medication paracetamol is the strongest they'll give you general anesthetic for the operation itself anesthesia for the operation itself but after it's only paracetamol by IV. Oh my God. um were they was it like um just knowing what i know about obesity in the uae was it a bit of a um they know what they're doing, everyone's a procedure in and out, like they had a bunch of people queuing up for it, or was each circumstance, everyone to their own individual circumstances? With Dr. Tofik, it was every individual to their own circumstances, and that's why I chose to go with him, because he was so personable and spent so much time talking to me and getting to know me as a person. Okay. And there's actually four different weight loss surgeries that you can have. And depending, you know, based on my history, what my goals were, we 
as a team decided on a mini gastric bypass versus a band versus uh, where they just sever the stomach versus a full gastric bypass. So we decided this surgery would be the best for me because of what I wanted to achieve. Yeah. And so. he he took the decision or he made it with you? He Obviously made it he with decided me. with Yeah, because yeah. of you pointing out that you wanted to, what did you have to tell him, that you wanted to be active again? That active you wanted again, to... that I struggled with acid reflux a little bit prior to surgery and that I probably would after surgery. My dietary, the things that I hoped to still be able to eat, all of those right. things sort of fit in. And so we decided, and plus the mini gastric bypass has less chance of uh, issues long-term, less risks long-term than okay. a full gastric bypass. And what Do you know what the others would have benefited if you had a different, like you were saying, was that people go and say, no, I want to not change my lifestyle and have a different kind of operation? The sleeve gastrectomy where they just sever the stomach and leave everything intact has a higher failure rate, meaning okay. people will regain because right. you can restretch the stomach out. And why would anyone have choose that then? Is there any benefit to it? If you have less weight to lose, okay. it's a better option right. because you can't lose as much with that surgery. And you don't risk the intolerances to foods yeah, later on. That, right. That's okay. exactly it. And a band, of course, there's no cutting of anything. It's just a band that gets filled with Is fluid. Is that the one that can be reversed? Yeah. And it can be taken in and out. Yours can't be reversed, right? No. Obviously, well, I mean, taken out things. I guess it could be reversed, but it would be a really intense and it would have to be like a dire situation that they would even attempt to do that. Okay. Okay. Wow. So four days in hospital afterwards. Yep. And then uh, what time of year did you, did you have, like, did you have to go back to work? What time of year did you no, have to this, I did this after school was finished. I did this. So I stayed here for the summer and opted not to go home for my family. Okay. So uh, six weeks of liquid only, no solid foods. In the summer in Abu Dhabi. Yeah. Ugh. So it was, it was a lot to be on liquids, but in that six weeks, I'd lost the first 30 pounds. Right. So wow. don't recommend a liquid diet to anybody to lose that amount of weight. No. I mean, this was medically supervised. Exactly. But and there was, first, somebody, there was a dietitian taking into account yep. what nutrients you needed. Yep. This is all I'd hear as a, um, in, in what I do. This is where people get dietitians and nutritionists mixed up. Dietitians, diet, dietitians will, um, are the people that are qualified to insert IVs and be able to make sure that someone's on the correct nutrients, literally um, putting in liquid diets in some cases to somebody who might even be unconscious. A yep. nutritionist <laughs> does not uh, give out diets to unconscious people. That's pr pretty much the major difference. So um, you got this, you got that initial massive, massive weight loss from um which was always expected? Did, did they say, yeah. wow, that's amazing? Or yeah. did they no, say, this is, no, they, this they, they'll tell you that in the first month, you should expect to lose <clears throat> 25 pounds. Okay. And then after that, for your first six months up to a year, you should expect 10 to 15, even 20 pounds a month when you're following the calorie amount that they're giving you mm. and just that your diet, your eating is so restricted. So I, I'm sorry to interrupt. I've been told I talk too much. I no, no, it's too fine. Much, but yeah, but it's not for some listeners apparently. Oh, okay. <laughs> but um, I want because I just want to keep asking questions. That the, the calories because I know what I would do as a nutritionist. What did they do? Have they gone just eat this? And have they because this might be somewhere something where them uh, they they could potentially make a mistake because there's a failure rate to this thing, right? Yes, there is. Um, Imagine that person still has 
cravings for things, cravings for food. Was craving still there? No, you don't. And that's what the crazy thing is. I really believed that after the surgery, it was going to be such a mental game. But the way that they sever the stomach, they sever those. I I know I'm not going to say this right, but it's the ghrelin. The hormones and those ripples that are in your stomach that cause it to expand and okay. contract. Where they severed my stomach at the fundus, the fundus has no elasticity to it. So when they severed the stomach, the large portion of my stomach that is no longer functioning in terms of food right. is where all of those hormones and everything are secreted. Okay. So my appetite completely disappeared. My cravings completely wow. disappeared. I actually had to set alerts on my phone to remind myself to eat. So do you remember the calories you were given? Uh, when I first, it was, there really wasn't a calorie for those first six weeks because I was on liquids. It was kind of oh, right, yeah. do what you can do and make sure you're getting this many liters of fluid a day. Okay. I'll insert a little um, thing there that um, <clears throat> people often talk about weight being um, hereditary or uh, somebody's um, you know size being hereditary but act- in actual fact one of the things that's one of the only things that's been proven to be hereditary um, is the hormones you just talked about ghrelin and leptin levels okay. are passed down through family so which if you are um, craving which they yeah. make you crave you're highly much more likely to overeat and obviously, it comes along with a lot of other stuff. You're, if your family are active, it probably um, you know high hunger levels probably wouldn't be an issue. If your family are generally speaking sedentary and introduce you to nothing but computer games and uh, and stuff as, you, as you're growing up, then those high hunger hormones would make you eat more, and you wouldn't be burning off the calories. So I'll just sort of throw that in because I did a little post on it a few months ago. Um, I asked my parents actually about my biological parents. Oh right, okay. Because my well, parents, was... my parents saw what they looked like. They had description okay. of them from before I oh, was wow. adopted, I and I had a good idea of. I mean, I get my appearance from my mother, right? Like in terms of my hair, my eyes, my face. I get my stocky build and my a little bit of heaviness from my father. Yeah, but they didn't say that so, they was overweight. Overweight. No, no, no. But that doesn't mean that. It's a generational the opportunity thing wasn't well. there. Yeah. So, I mean, that's a gift that just kept on giving from my biological. <laughs> <laughs> so, but I mean, so I talked to my parents about that. Cause like I said before in the other podcast that both of my parents, Bob and Betty now are both slender. Okay. Super so that's slender. A, well, that's a good, yeah. um, and some, the kind of thing that they do a documentary on, isn't it? Where, you know, they'd say, look, this person has become this person. Um, she has a, adopted parents and, Biological parents, let's see what they... Nature what, versus nurture. Yeah, nature, yeah, nature. That's absolutely. a great debate and an interesting subject for sure. So you're now to, um, 30 pounds down. 30 pounds down. 15 and kilos. From it them. was about two weeks after surgery that I think, or before I did the surgery that I had messaged you. Yeah. And then at that about five week mark is when Adam and I, the yeah. trainer that you recommended to me, yeah. actually made first contact. Okay. We had a phone conversation. And then he came over to Beach Towers to meet with me, and we sat down and talked. Yeah, I remember him saying yeah. he had the phone conversation yeah. for sure. And I was still about two weeks out from being able to actually start exercising. And how? And since training again, six weeks is this? Yeah, this is so it was about four and a half weeks. And before then, you trained with Adam, was what was uh, there was another two weeks. It was three weeks maybe. So it was about seven weeks after surgery okay. that I was able to start with him. 
And I was pushing that doctor. I was pushing Dr. Tofik to let me start. Let you train. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Um, just to backtrack a touch, was you was you too heavy to be active just before the surgery? Was you trying to be active? I was trying, but you know that last year before the surgery, my weight ballooned, which we talked about. I was too heavy to be active. Too heavy to do I mean, I was in constant pain. I could hardly breathe. My knees were so bad I couldn't walk. You know, I parked across the street today to come over here. I wouldn't have been able to do that no, at my heaviest. No, no, exactly. It would have been. I was actually on the phone with my mom the other night, and we were talking about how going through an airport, I lied that I had had surgery so that I could get pushed in a wheelchair because walking from the gate yeah. to where I needed to pick up my bag was physically too demanding. Yeah. And I was embarrassed that I was so heavy. So I made up a story, and the guy felt bad for me and put me in a wheelchair and wheeled me to the... With me to the baggage claim. Yeah, but we and I mean, I was well. so embarrassed, but at the same time, I'm like, you know, you've you've told a good lie. Just go with it. Yeah. But it was like humiliating because yeah, yeah. I would have to resort to those things to aid myself because, excuse me, because I had gotten so heavy. Mm. So. Yeah, and another thing we talked about last time was what was the kickstart, and that wasn't the kickstart, was it? No, and even Still. like we talked about breaking the chairs. And not They're all being superficial. Able, yeah, because you can laugh, you know, because I have such a, a strong sense of humor and because fat became a joke. Yeah. I was able to laugh so many things Part off. Of your personality. Yeah. And I was like, we also talked about that you put this wall around you where, okay, well, if that person doesn't like me, it's because I'm fat and mm. for lack of a better, like, fuck them because, yeah, you know. So I was able to put a lot off and brush a lot off. You also become a really thick skinned person. You can take a lot and yeah. still keep going forward. You yeah. hurt a lot inside, yeah. but you have a but real nothing. You so have a really tough says. exterior. And people used to say that I was intimidating because I was tough on the outside, but inside I was dying. Yeah, because the weight was emotionally killing me as well. Yeah, but yeah, no, none of those were enough to the looks, the people poking fun at me, the clothes that I couldn't buy. I had to have clothes made yeah. here. Because yeah. they just don't make clothes for big people here. Yeah. No, none of that was enough. It was... So Adam turns up after a phone conversation yeah. and not not to touch diet at all, right? Because no, the just, diet you're on at this point has still been given to you from yeah. the surgeon. And we, I talked to him and I, sh I actually showed him what I was doing. We talked about my surgery. We talked about what I hope to achieve. And I mean, I don't know that any other trainer or any other human would have connected with me the same as what Adam did. Okay. It was like sitting and talking to somebody who he saw me, if that makes any sense. Cool. He saw through the fat and he saw that there was the potential to really do what I wanted to do. And I got that from him immediately when we sat down and started talking in person. Cool. Let's make him cry again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, and did you because I know you've you threw you threw a lot of money at this it wasn't just um time and effort all my savings plus yeah. my parents gave me a substantial amount of money towards this because right. they believed in what I wanted to do and step, I can't remember how many sessions a week you stepped into with Adam straight off the three bat. okay to cool. start at Beach Towers gym yeah right which is and I know I knew Adam was a very competent trainer um and at that point, I didn't know. I knew he was a competent trainer. I knew he was relatively newly qualified, a year or two in, I think, at that point. Um, and trusted him enough 
technically. What I didn't know about Adam at that point, because we made friends uh, and colleagues uh, maybe six months before, not even, um, that he was so personable. It was immediately when uh, I got Adam to take a week of boot camps for me. The 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 um, the feedback was that he was very personable, and I realised that really quickly. Not only was he good, uh, obviously with me, good mates with me, um, that he was a very personable trainer and I wish I could say that I'd gone oh this client needs this kind of person (laughs) oh I've got four trainers to choose from Adam's the one no I got lucky with Adam because I don't think there's anyone I could have sent him to really that he wouldn't have connected with no but Um, yourself in particular um I was just yeah I, I, we stars aligned a little bit there to be honest that might be me no I, I, I didn't want to I didn't want you to I didn't want you to think that I'd chose from 10 trainers I hadn't I just luckily had this one guy who is uh, and didn't have the time myself that was and you you know what yeah me I might have stepped in and not been the guy I, not well, at all because that's not true because I made the, the conscious decision to contact you in the first place based on what I'd seen you posting on Facebook and what I had heard from people that lived in my building that had been to some my of time. your classes. Yeah. Okay, that's cool. So, I mean, I made the conscious decision. There were, we all know in Abu Dhabi, there's hundreds of trainers. Yeah. I could have contacted anybody, but I specifically chose you because I knew if it was you that trained me, I would still get what I needed. Yeah. And you know, as and well, you know, like I still knew what you were offering yeah. was what I needed at that point. And it just so happened that, you also had Adam, and Adam was who came. And I wouldn't have, to my credit, if there was a um, lycra-clad, cheerleading, pom-pom-waving dickhead, on, I wouldn't be working with that person, and you knew that through yeah. my social yeah. media. And that's I, what I was told by people in the building. I mean, they spoke of your no bullshit, that if you're not doing what you're supposed to be doing, this person's going to call you out for it. I've never, you know, I had great trainers in North Carolina, but that's what I, you know, that's yeah. what I really, really needed. I didn't need someone who was going to see me crying in the gym yeah. and feel sorry and for me. And freak out themselves. No, yeah, and yeah. sort of bend to my will because Which they Adam didn't said you want cried to session sit. one, right? No. Well, I kind of did. But, I mean, I'm going to blow his cool guy cover then if he told you that. He, he um, the reason Adam and I connected so well is because Adam himself growing up had some, had some things you know, with weight. He was a weight. He had weight issues, yeah. right? I think yeah. I think mind saying that. And he clearly, if you see Adam now, overcame all of those things and yeah. had the perseverance to become a trainer and push through them, both the mental and the physical side of things. Yeah. So this is a person who not only is an excellent trainer, but also comes from a place where he knows what it feels like to be the fat kid. And he knows what it feels like to feel like you can't do it, that you're not worth it, but to learn that you are worth it. And so that's sort of where we came from. And yeah, I think I probably did cry maybe the first, I know there was another session that I really cried good. And he took me for, we didn't even train that day. He took me for a walk down to Ream Park and had to sit with me in the park and let me cry. And and good call, Adam. Therapy counseled me and talked me through like I was on a ledge about something in life. Yeah. And he talked me down and it was like a defining moment in me becoming so motivated to do what I needed to do. And it was like that I'd already been motivated and strong, but this was like a turning point 
And I credit Adam literally with saving my life. See, it's a good call, Adam. Really good call. Um, but I'm not allowed to cry. So um, <laughs> mainly what was you doing with, uh, with Adam? I, I'm, I, I think, yeah. I mean, as a trainer of a, a, a while, a long while, his, and this is, I don't mean to have took away from any technical credit of Adam. I've trained with him. He's an amazing trainer. I've had him set up boot camp. I wouldn't have if I didn't think he was very technically, technically competent. But one thing I didn't come, and oh God, I wish I'd have had that when I'd been a trainer for two years because I, I didn't. I remember, and sorry for anyone who wants the agenda story, not mine, but I remember having a massively overweight guy. I was a trainer of two years, maybe three yeah. We sat down for half an hour. He told me how he was overweight. I could see that he was overweight, that he did nothing but party. He'd just come back from Bangkok. He'd had enough. Da, yeah. da, 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 drink, 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 drink. Bit of a banker wanker kind of guy. And he, he wasn't your size, but he was clearly unathletic, un, not confident in the gym. Came across very confident in other areas of his life, but not yeah. in the gym. Exercise number one, and I'm holding my head in my hands as I say this, was <laughs> burpees. <laughs> and... I was just gung ho idiot yeah. that thought let's get that, that thought all there was to losing weight was eating right and training hard, which is couldn't be further from the truth. And I did exactly the opposite in that session with that guy. Then I can remember his name, but I won't say it. Um, to what Adam did with you when he took you a walk for on Ring Park. Now I would go a walk with clients on Ring Park. Yeah, but back then I would not have done because I was an idiot. Um, I wish I'd have had that. That foresight, I think they're teaching it more in, tra in trainer training sessions now than they used to. Yeah. Um, the personal element of personal training the is empathy. finally, yeah, yeah, the, the empathy, empathy it's become a thing. Um, I can't remember where I was going, but he was mainly, let's forget the emotional, forget yeah. the walks on Ream Park and the crying sessions with Adam, you yeah. and uh, you and Adam on a, on a therapy chair each. <laughs> now, don't get me wrong. Adam was also a bit of a dick to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But let's just <laughs> I mean, go to a little he, bit of... But he had to be... Uh, we started with weights. Weights, yeah. What I could tolerate. And then we just, you know, each session we'd build a little bit more. And then he'd add a little bit of cardio in. He never put me into any situation where I was struggling to the point where I wanted to quit. He put me into situations where I was struggling to the point where I saw my capacity and I saw what I was able to do and that I knew that I could work towards doing it better the next time we met. Yeah. So on the bike, because I was having still issues with my knees, I still hadn't lost enough weight that I still don't run, as you know, because it still hurts and bothers me. But he just put me on the bike and maybe it would be five minutes on the yeah. bike. And then we do a round of weights and then I'd go on the bike for five more minutes. Perfect. Yeah, and we just started out, and then, you know, I slowly saw the muscle starting to grow, and I slowly saw the weight starting to come off again, and my strength was building, and I was feeling better, and a couple months into it, some of the people in the gym, like other people who were there working out, started to notice my weight loss and would compliment me on it and make comments, and so that was empowering, and so it was just... You know, it was he was constant. He was steady. He was just. You were steadily three three week. Didn't miss much. I know Adam didn't I, take that summer off, did he? Was that the? Was he that took a little bit of time, but he always, okay. if he was going home or whatever he was doing, he always made sure that I had a plan of action, and he was in constant contact with me, yeah. checking up, making sure I was doing what I was supposed to do, uh, motivating me. If I had anything I needed to say to him, all I had to do was send a WhatsApp. Yeah, didn't he send you some uh, motivating messages whilst he was having an ice cream? Oh, in the UK? God. Well, part of the psych psychiatric side of this was 
when I got a few months into it, I had to do like almost like a 12 step program that you would do with, you know, like NA or AA. Yeah. And one of the things I that had come to along do, with this surgery. Yeah. Right. One of the things I had to do was I had to my guiltiest eating episode. Right. What I had done, well, how it really made me it. feel. Yeah. And the grossest thing that I had done was I went and bought, you know, those Betty Crocker icings. Right. I got one of those in a tub of chocolate ice cream. And I dumped both of them in a big oh. Tupperware bowl. <laughs> and I sat down and had myself a, a pig out on that. And it was like a horrible moment in being fat, eating that. And so I told Adam about it, you know, because he, he was the person that I did my my confessional to. Yeah. <laughs> and then he was home. I guess I think it was over Christmas that he was home. And he sent me a picture of Betty Crocker icing on WhatsApp. And he's like, I hope you're still making it to the gym, you fat fuck. fucker. <laughs> okay, <laughs> and I was cool. just like, that's, that's, such, a, a, that's a good that's sign of a, a, such a, a such a nice thing. And he used to make fun of me and <laughs> he used to make fun of the faces that I made when I would be lifting something. That's perfect. Yeah. But that that <laughs> is the sign of someone who's developed a good relationship yeah. with a client. Not um a favored client, a favorite client of mine could could absolutely handle me sending them that message. But I've trained, and the majority, I haven't developed, or maybe I have developed a relationship with yeah. them, but they wouldn't be able to handle that message being sent to them. No, you know because you, I mean? have, you have to have be on a certain level. Of course, yeah. of course. Um, and if you've got a snowflake client that doesn't want that, you've got to know, and I've yep. lost clients because I've not realized that and sent kind of those kind of things. I've... Um, yeah, it's it's a trip. It's a, a line to walk, and I think even though you know you and Adam have a good relationship, and even now I know um, that he would have, for at least the first few months, felt like he, it, that was a. Correct me if I'm wrong, Adam, but I think he was walking a line and conscious of the line he was walking. Would you I say that? I think at first, but I mean, also in the first week too, I told him, you know, when you have this surgery, your digestion changes. Yeah. And I told him about how I had shit my pants. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, right from the very start, it okay, kind of was like awesome. the, the relationship blew wide open. And it was like, there's no, there's no boundaries here. Okay. I mean, I'm going to tell That's you all good. about this and here we go. So I can imagine Adam's face when you told him that. It was, um, yeah, it was, awesome. yeah, it was uh, I can't um, even remember his face when I told him that. And wait, we're at 29 minutes. I've got a minute just to, yeah. before an interlude. Um, so let's let's look at the coming weight loss because I yep. mean an audio medium for for talking about what specific types of training is not the one and also let's face it you just needed to move more yep um so we'll go into that in the next part I'll okay. uh, put an interlude in here and you guys listening won't notice anything we'll be back in less than a second <laughs> yeah that's good So the second part of the second part with Jen and we're at um, training with Adam and you just told me an interesting little bit. You started training with Adam July, is that right? No, I started tra training with Adam the end of August 2018. Okay, okay. Uh, August, September, October, November, four months. So December this this year. The end of, no, December 2018. Yeah, that's, sorry, this year, I meant, yeah. yeah. December 2018, I was... 
by New Year's Eve, which is sort of my goal every year. Yeah, you said that this year. Um, I had hit just under 100 pounds lost. My first 100 pounds. And that's in, since the surgery, six months? July 8th, July 2018, yeah, so six months. And since Adam, four months? Yeah. Ish. Yeah. That's amazing. 50 kilos for anyone listening, just under. Yeah, and it was, this was a fast 100 pounds. I mean, yeah. it came off really fast. Yeah, did, um, how close in contact are you with surg- the surgeons at this point? Uh, like every, six, every six to eight weeks I'm <clears> in contact. And are they happy with how things going? Are they saying it's Thrilled. normal, not normal? Thrilled. Dr. Tofik was thrilled and he was beyond thrilled with the amount of physical activity I was doing and the changes he was seeing. And of course, my thyroid levels for the first time in years are completely under control and I'm able to drop my thyroid dose. Right. You were medicating them, right? Yeah, I have to. I have to take thyroid medication every day. Um, No, he was he was thrilled and he's been thrilled the entire process. There's never been a day where I've seen the doctor that he's told me, oh, it's not enough for your He's always been happy, happy, happy with um, everything. How many, and you might not know this, but how many people do you reckon he's, because that's his specificity, right? That's his specific He's, he's Yeah, he's a, he's a general surgeon, but he's, his specialty is bariatric. And how many um, do you reckon he's got, like, going through his sort of process at a time? What I'm getting at is I, I've got a feeling, I, well, I know from things you've said about being in the groups on Facebook where people would be, in inverted commas, trying to support each other. Yeah. Um, and in actual fact, they was giving each other ways to cheat their way around. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which is, I mean, ridiculous. But um, do you reckon he had other people, another another dozen people going through the same thing? Or um, I don't know if he would, if that many. I don't know. He did have me sit and talk with a guy, a young guy who was going to go through and have the surgery. The young guy had questions, and Doctor Tofik had me sit and talk with him because I was. Okay. I was having so much success. See, that's support a group in itself. Yeah, yeah. You've got a support group now. You've got Adam, you've got the surgeon. Even just bumping into a guy that's six months behind you in, in on the timeline yeah. is amazing. You said you had a friend from back home that is about six months ahead of you, did you say? Yes, you chat about yeah, in North there? Carolina, and he's had huge success. His name's Travis. Okay. I mean, and he is a true beast. In he's the running sense marathons of, and yeah, stuff now, right? he's running these 24-hour runs. Amazing. and Yeah. Um, so December, and you've just trained with Adam, fifty kilos down. Yep. Same diet. This is what I wanted to touch on because you talk, we talked about diet about a month or two ago, right? Yes. Um, you've ate religiously the same three meals a day, five meals a day. Um, three meals with some snacking, and I'm sticking to about twelve hundred calories, strict twelve hundred okay. calories, and very <clears throat> careful with what I'm eating. I'm sort of eating in the same groups of food because I determine them to be safe foods. Yeah. They were good. They were giving me everything I needed nutritionally. So I thought I'm not going to fiddle with this at all. Yeah. I'm just going to stick with it. Exactly. And yeah. safe, I'll just put in there. You mean safe. Safe and not going to mess up your gut. Not right? going to mess up my gut. We don't yeah. mean safe as in Jen's going to have um, a food and gain 10 kilos. That's not what happens. No, no. It's safe in like it's proteins that I can tolerate. It's yeah. Fruits that I can tolerate. It's all of those things that I can tolerate. Any treats? Yeah, of course I'm still eating some treats. Cool. I mean, popcorn, that's what I was... I'm, eating, I'm eating what you would call crisps or chips. Yeah, 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 yeah. I just don't eat a bag. I eat a handful. And obviously it was keeping you within this deficit. Yeah. I mean, you said you're on 1,800 a day? No, 1,200. Whoa. Okay, that's a, bit, that's a deficit. No one, yeah, okay. Yeah. And, gonna... and that's because my stomach is only, you have to remember that after this surgery... The capacity of my stomach is about three ounces of solid, 
four ounces of fluid. Okay. That like there's only that little bit of give there. So I'm on this restricted diet because physically eating more was almost impossible. If I ate more, I'm putting myself into a state of discomfort, bloating. Did you want to eat more? Did you want to taste more food? No, I really didn't because I was able to break up those calories throughout the day. Like where you would be able to sit down and eat a potato and a chicken breast and maybe a salad. I can eat a third of a chicken breast, a third of the potato and five to six bites of that salad. And that's a meal. Okay. And I'm still that way. I'm still, still yeah. Yeah. So So it has had long-term implications like, you know, from a, social standpoint it's eating was, socially is, it was difficult was difficult then is yeah, it still it now hard. oh you mean it was a difficult transition in that um from going of doing that going whatever out for pizza with friends or whatever yeah. to net to then um you don't mean physical you mean a difficult transition no it was different it was difficult with actually with people they yeah, didn't right. understand that i could no longer go do those things yeah and i actually lost friends i had friendships that ended with me doing this surgery because I could no longer go out eating. My lifestyle changed me. I became my priority. So that meant that if I had a session booked with Adam, my session came first, Mm. not, not screw the session and go out with my friends to do this. No, my workout came first. So Mm. I would say no to people doing things because this was what I needed to do. Mm. And a lot of people didn't understand that. Yeah, I walk the line all the time between, you know, a balance is a thing that I am big on, but people totally miss. I I have to constantly tell people that they're allowed fish and chips. And then I caveat that with, but how much do you want to lose weight? You're allowed fish and chips. Do you want to lose weight? Um, You're allowed a cupcake at breakfast but do you want to lose weight? And it's a very, I find it as a trainer, as doing what I do now, I find it a really tough thing to talk about, to um, to get across to people that if something helps you stay on the wagon, yeah. it's worth it. It is worth it, but you have to... Call things that aren't worth it. You have to sacrifice. Yeah. And that's what people struggle with the most, I think, in losing weight is that, you don't get something for nothing. Were they your eating friends? I'm just thinking about drug drug addicts. You know, drug addicts have their drug friends that they just cut out and they're like, because the only thing they ever used to do with those was take drugs. Were they these eating friends? That kind of, thing you ever it used could have been eating eat? friends and it was kind of superficial friends, maybe friends that I had just because you have friends. Yeah. I mean, the people who have <laughs> been the most supportive are those diehard, those people that have been with me since, you mm. know, the start. No, the friends that I lost were mostly friends here. Yeah. It wasn't people from home that were watching it from a distance that still knew the struggle. It was people here. Um, And yeah, it would have been the eating friends, the friends that would go for brunches, friends that that didn't really give a shit about me Mm. on that level. Mm. They just liked having that fun friend. You said there, um, go back up 20 minutes. You said you'd given your, or you used your savings. I drained my savings. Now, that is, I mean, that's a big, first of all, a big thing on one hand, but on the other hand, you couldn't have took them to the grave anyway. No, but it's difficult because I come from a family. My mom is an accountant. (laughs) And I mean, her biggest harp in life is save, save, save. You Mm. should have three months of Mm. 
of life money saved if mm. anything ever happened well mm. guess what the life money is gone because I've used it towards all of this and I like I said my parents helped me they yeah. were actually at one point paying for Adam because I was okay. paying for the nutritionist and the doctors and everything else but going back to what you said in episode number one first episode together yeah you wouldn't have been here at this point had you not have had done this yeah you well, there's no time. way i would still be over i would still be over 400 pounds Shit. i still if would alive if i don't alive. even know if i would be alive there we go either no. because something medically took me or the depression got to the point where i did it myself wow. because it was that bad at some points yeah and it's in, it's hard to say that mm. but yeah i'm not even sure that i would be i don't even know i don't even like to think about that because it was just it's it's a lot to think about. Yeah, no shit. But um, December, yep, Adam, hundred pounds down. Uh, new goal. So you went, like you said, the New Year's Eve. Yeah, hundred pounds. Um, wake up January first of a fresh year. Really, this is a yep. new fresh year for you. Were you thinking like that? Yeah, I was, and I was thinking like this is you know I'm I'm doing it. I'm actually doing it. Yeah. And then it was one fifteen, and then it was one twenty. And then Adam told me that he was leaving. Yeah. And I was like, now what am I going to do? Yeah. Because I did become a little bit dependent on him. I mean, in truth, because there were days where I did not want to do it. But I knew that he was in the gym and he was waiting for me. And it had nothing to do with the money that I had paid him. Because at that point, the money, I was pissing money away on Mm. this. So it made no difference to Mm. me at that point. But he was waiting for me in the gym and I had a commitment and I was not going to let him down. I might have let myself down, but I was not going to let Adam down. It's a big one. A big, a big thing I hear for people thinking about getting trainers or joining a training club um, where you train with other people, the um, accountability that people give you without even necessarily doing anything. I mean, I've seen you yeah. over the course of the last year walk into the gym with different people and just that little bump heads, how you're doing, I'm glad you're here because I'm here as well. That is enough for a lot of people. And they're not they're not a person you're paying. The person you're paying would be me or Adam in that case. Yeah. And yeah, the accountability is huge. Everybody tells me I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for you being here. And I don't take that as any sort of grandiose like, oh, I've got this person in the gym. They've literally made a commitment to me like they'd make a commitment to meeting friends for a drink or whatever. You know? And it's crazy that you can go through life and you don't ever, I don't even know how to word it. Like you don't make commitments like that. It's, it's a weird, it's weird when you transition into that place where you are able to commit to something like this and stick to it. Mm. It's empowering. It feels really good. And it's amazing when you are able to become bigger than your excuses and living a life of excuses as a fat person will do. It is the most incredible feeling when you become bigger than those excuses and the excuses become they don't exist anymore. I mean, what, I the start, excuses don't the exist excuses anymore? don't exist anymore. No longer do I lay on my sofa and think, oh, I'm just going to piss off Tim's class night because I don't feel like it. It just doesn't happen. Nah. I get up and I go regardless of how I feel. And I mean, I have been in your class and puked. And I've puked on myself. More than once. Yeah. And then I just go to the bathroom, rinse it off, and I come back out, apologize to whoever has to stand next to me. And I just keep going, poor D. I'll never forget the puke time when D was my partner. <laughs> and I, D, I, D, current D or D and current, Bill? Current D. 
I and I, I smelled legit of puke and I apologized <laughs> to her and she's like, it's all right. And I'm like, I know by the way that you said that it's not, but thank you for hanging tough with this. Okay, cool. So, yeah. Um, so now you're, uh, Adam left early Jan- January last year. So about now, about a year ago. Yeah. <clears throat> but before he left, we had an in-depth conversation and I told him I'm not going to stop training. I asked him about your classes and he told me, I don't know physically that you're ready. And he was right because mm. I just, I wasn't there yet. True. So he did some searching and he found Matthew, Yeah, Matthew Hutchins. Yeah, we, we both knew Matt. I, um, I didn't as well as Adam, I don't think actually, but, um, and you went to Adam, uh, sorry, you went to Matt for, and you just kept in Breach, Beach Towers at this point? Yeah. Kept training in Beach? Yeah. Um, cool. Same stuff? Same stuff. Well, no. Matthew came with a little different mindset, um, similar personality to Adam. And again, Matthew brought his personality in exactly when I needed his yeah. type of personality. A change might have been a good thing for you at that yeah. point. You know? Matthew is a little calmer, Yeah, a little bit more. He's a, a quieter guy than Adam, Yeah, but he's a beast when it comes to working out and Mm. he introduced me to the rowing machine much to my dismay for the first month that I was with him um but it helped put me physically into a new new place like with my stamina and my cardio you're doing fitness now at this point I'd say he was putting me through rounds on that I'd say that there's been and I'm not Adam would probably have made the step up as well the change might come at a nice time of course he totally would have um for those listening Movement is movement for some, to some degree. To get yourself to lose that weight, that 100 pounds there, there's no magic movements. There's no best exercise. I'm putting it in and everybody asks, well, what's the best for this? What's the best for that? What's the best for the other? I was doing a little bit of everything. Those first 100 pounds, exactly, was yeah. just moving. But there comes a point where you want to see fitness improvements and yeah. probably a little bit more drastically than what you were doing. You want to see um, some muscle, some strength. some My stamina. You know, which would all come around from what Adam was doing with you. Yeah. But doing the stuff, um, sorry, Matt getting you on the uh, on the rower is it's almost like I'd prepped him to prep you for body project, right? And that's sort of what our goal was. And I yeah. told him, you know, that this, this is the goal that I eventually have to stop with the personal training for financial reasons. Honestly, if I was able to afford it, I would still be with Matthew. Okay, cool. I would still I would still be doing both. I would be doing your classes, yeah. and I would also be. But financially, I just was getting to the place where it, it was becoming a struggle and I had to make a choice. So I told Matthew, you know, by the summer, the summer yeah, yeah, yeah. that you joined us before summer though, right? Yeah, I did just before summer. I told Matthew like, this is, this is the goal. This is the time frame, And this is what I need to achieve by this point. I want to be, still happening. Yeah. I wanted to be at 150 pounds by that summer. So I said to him, you know, this is what we've got to do. So he would put me through these death intervals on the <laughs> rower and he would, he would do the same for himself and he would show me his score and be like, well, this is what I did. And I'm thinking, what the fuck, Matthew, like yeah. you're way fitter than me. Yeah. So like, I really think that this is something you could achieve. So he'd set it up on the machine and yeah. just sit there and watch me do it. And I'd be like, this is literally going to kill me. Sounds like an awesome trainer as well. But he was, and he, his personality, it, just like I was with Adam. I was able to connect with Matthew and I'm going to say something about Matthew too, that maybe it might bother him that I say this, but um, Matthew lost somebody really important to him to cancer. So he came 
to me when he found out that I had myself had battled cancer and that that was part of where my weight gain. I'm going to get upset. I'm sorry. When he found that out, it was like the connection that we had again was like I had with Adam, but he was able to come from a really sympathetic place and he had seen how far I had come and hearing him talk about the person that he lost just made me feel more empowered to get my health back because I saw what it was like for a family member to watch somebody suffer. Mm. And I didn't want to do that to my own family. And I felt for Matthew on such a level that as terrible as it sounds, it's also the most amazing thing that his loss sort of was more power and pushed me forward more to get my health and to make sure that I was doing everything I could for myself. And I'm sorry, Matthew, if I put that out there and that wasn't something I should have, but people need to know that, you know, trainers, we look at trainers and think that they're like robots sometimes, that they are just there to push and, and to be dicks to us. But a lot of trainers come from really personal places and that's why they're personal trainers. And if a goal of yours is to lose weight or get something, you need to do your research on your trainer. Because there are a lot of trainers out there who are shit, who are not going to give you what you need. And that's why I'm so thankful that I found you and Adam and Matt, because all combined, the three of you have taken me to a 206 pound weight loss as of today. And combined, the three of you have saved my life. I mean, it's, there's no other, I can't even say it any other way. You have saved my life. Adam saw me through 100 and, uh, 120 pounds. Matthew saw me through the next 50 pounds. And you, Tim, have seen me through 55 pounds of weight loss. So, I mean, that's even in those little amounts separately, that's enormous for a trainer. But you look at the three <laughs> of you combined to see somebody lose 205 pounds. I've literally lost a human. Mm. Like, it's just, yeah. it's incredible. But I'm so sorry. I, I was going to try so hard not to get emotional. I made it through the Adam part without getting emotional, and then I didn't. For the purposes of the audio, I did dry my eyes at one point <laughs> during that little uh, monologue from Jen. Um, <clears throat> amazing. A diet still not changed. No, diet <laughs> is still safe. But I am now, because, because of the weight loss and because my training has increased, and while I'm with Matthew, I actually started doing a boxing class as well twice a week. Just okay. a guy on Ream Island. He was a really nice guy. Yeah, yeah. And it was just, you know, a standard, some cardio, some boxing, go home. I started doing that, dude, just to empower myself, get yeah. a little more confidence. Um, I did increase my calories. And now at this point, I'm ranging between 1,300 and 1,500. Okay. Because I needed the little extra. For the extra movement, yeah. the extra training. And after I finished working out, sometimes I was working out two sessions in a day. So I was doing two hours. I needed a little bit more in the evening to sort of push me yeah. through until the next day. So yeah. I did increase my calorie intake a little bit. This is a, a success story that um, really like hammers home that the things that we are told work can work, but not, I mean, I know people who have had gastric bands, gastric yep. bypasses and had them undone. Have, have gotten around them and and you know uh, it's it's not um, because it's, it's not, not work for them because it's, it's not easy there's the, I have had people tell me that you've taken the easy route oh you did surgery you bullshit. did this there's nothing easy about this 
No. Nothing. The reason, the difference being, there's no special tactics. There's only special people, Jack. Your um, mindset just it blew me away from the minute you uh, got in touch with me. Because I have no other choice. You didn't, no. But, I literally but I, was know. against, I was against death. Too. Yeah. I had no choice and I was not going to give up because anybody that knows me and knows me well will tell you that I am a stubborn asshole. And there was no way that I was going to let this defeat me when I, if I looked deep inside, realized that I was the one who had the power to change this and to control what was happening. And I had let the control go for far too long. And as a strong person, as a strong woman, I needed to take it back and I needed to show myself that I was worth everything that I could put into this and do. And that was the bottom line. It was just, I was not going to fail at this because I hate to fail. I'm competitive and I decided that this was a competition against myself and I was not going to fail. You're not putting yourself down there, right? Because I said, I know people that have been up against, not everyone even up against death chooses the hard option. <laughs> They'll take the death. You, you, you're a savage, Jenny. You're an absolute beast. But I didn't want to do that. I'm looking at no, what I have. I'm looking at what I have in life. I'm looking at my family. Yeah. I'm looking at my cats. Yeah. And again, <laughs> yeah. crazy cat lady. But I, and I'm looking at my students. And I'm yeah. looking at. I teach all girls. Yeah. And I'm thinking, at the very least, if you're not going to be doing it for yourself, do it for the people around you who are watching you. Mm. Show everybody that you're more than what they think you are. And you know, to have a family like I have that will support, first of all, to have parents like I have that will take a child that isn't their own, mm. my brother and I both, and to raise us the way that they did and through thick and thin support me the way that they have and to hand me the money to do this surgery because yeah. they believed that I'm worth it, that alone mm. is constantly in my head. Do you know? Yeah. And then to look at trainers like yourself and to know that every day you are showing up not knowing if people are going to show up to your classes, but every day you are showing up with the mindset that you're going to do what you can to help people that are coming to you to get the help. It's all part of the, the drive that goes into this because I also now have a commitment to you. You know, I, I feel like I'm responsible to show up to your class, not mm -hmm. just for myself, but because you are putting the time in for me. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think the time is coming on just about right because I don't want to um, go too deep, but I've noticed a change in the last, I'd say six weeks. Um, it might be less, but you seem the happiest since I've known you. I feel a lot better, yeah. I mean, Even than a month ago? Tell me if I need to shut up. No, it's true. I mean, because things... You used to come in, I'll tell you now. You used to come in and some days bring baggage into the gym with yeah, you. Yeah, I still do. Mm. I still you do. Not I, just, me I, see I camouflage it a little bit better, but okay. I've also, my confidence has changed outside in my personal life. I've taken some risks professionally in the last two to three months that I wouldn't have done before. And those have turned out really positive. Yeah. So that has, has made me feel stronger and better. Um, I've taken some risks with befriending people in the class a little bit more where I kept to myself a little bit. I've started being a little bit more friendly and, and connecting with people in the class. So I've developed some friendships. So that has 
pushed my confidence. Amazing. And I've also cut some people out of my life that were baggage, that were dragging me down a little bit. Mm -hmm. And it was tough to make that decision to do that, but it was necessary. Yeah, what a story. I mean, just like, yeah, I mean, how, um, five minutes. Um, Happy were you? I think I, I actually want a long chat with you about this, but how happy were you at your fattest? Some days I was happy. Yeah. Most days I wasn't. Yeah. It's something that I've looked at a lot recently and actually on a similar sort of level, like let myself <laughs> let myself go because I um, was the gym was making me unhappy. Yep. Um, the just monotonous routine of absolute um going in there and thinking you need to kill yourself and and looking zero different for it whatsoever i took i don't want to go into the yoga stuff again but and i really let the gym go for after 15 years of of gym training i let it go in september last year and 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 some days i feel like i'm lifting weights and i lift weights but yoga's been a constant now for a while and i want to hammer or look into and speak to more people that um I've let the uh, fitness, health, wellness stuff get them down that, that, you know, or it's gone the other way for yourself. It's improved your life. And it, yes. it should only yes. ever add to your life. For anyone listening, if you're doing any sort of fitness, health, wellness, diet, blah, 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 it should only ever add to your life. It should only make you feel better. better. And if it's not, you need to adjust. Psychologically, yeah. yeah. You need to adjust what you're doing yeah. or take a good hard look at what it is. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, but w- the one thing that I, we nattered about a little bit was um, the happy fat movement kind of stuff, oh, yeah. which I think I'd like to speak to you again another time about maybe a little short podcast that we do sat together. Um, there's a book called Happy Fat that I'd, uh, I've scanned myself and yep. um, would like to get into a little bit. I don't think anyone is truly happy that overweight i don't think deep. so i'm talking no deep. on deep down i know you aren't because you're you're constantly looking around and seeing life pass you by and you cannot participate mm. yeah there's nothing happy about that you can be a good person and, and a cheerful person but you're not happy when you aren't able to do what everyone around you is doing and you're operating at 30 percent. not even not even not even um in and, and that might sound some people might be thinking oh that's superficial it's more than about physicality you're operating no. at less than 30%. You've just heard Jen there. When you're sat around with family chatting, you're operating less than 30% when you're out with friends. I don't mean walking. I mean sat around and being either an emotional support for someone else. I personally think you're operating at you, a lower you, level. You, you can't even connect when they talk about, oh, I was shopping and bought that. You can't connect with them because you can't experience that. Um, you, you can't experience the same thing. On a similar level, on a similar note, uh, work performance at work improved with health? Huge improvement. Huge improvement. That's great. I, did, I That was the last little thing I wanted to throw in because, you know, you, you hear of incredible CEOs that are either one way, incredible, and in amazing shape, and they do triathlons and whatever else. And you also hear of, you know, you picture a CEO, you often think of a fat cat in a suit. Yep. Um, that probably is again operating at subpar because of them being unhealthy, overweight, drinking too much wine and eating too much beef bourguignon or whatever else. Um, <laughs> yeah. You know, I'm just thinking of banker type people. But there's so many benefits to hearing what losing this mad, mad amount of weight can do for you. It's um, It's been amazing. But I don't think this will be the last time I'll have a chat with you. 
I don't think so. <laughs> I don't know. I don't think so. No, I mean, lots I think, of, like lots I said, of fat topics to talk about. There so. are, and you know, my thing is Tim College fitness and fat loss, and I went down that route about two years ago because I was meandering around this fitness industry with so many different, you know, areas you can sink into, um, and I actually ended up just thinking, who needs help? Like, we don't need help getting a better half marathon time. The people that are running half marathons, they're fine. They're running yeah. half marathons performance has improved year after year after year in the high-end olympics in mid-range marathons but obesity has also got more and more and more prevalent yeah people that are in half decent shape don't need help i'm here to help people that need help um that need to, to be part of something that will keep them accountable to help them with nutrition if needs be and uh yeah one minute left. Anything you need to say, John? No. Anyone on the peripheries that you've not thanked that you'd like to? Uh, oh, Dr. Tofik's nurse, Sylvia. She's the bomb. She's the best. I'm in contact with her on WhatsApp and Facebook all the time. She's amazing. Awesome. Guys, that's been me and Jen Oakley speaking again. Um, like I said, I don't think it'll be the last you hear from her. And thanks for listening. Share this. If you know anyone whose story you'll think will benefit, um, share it. Tell people, tell other people, and one last thank you, Jen. Thanks. Thank you.